Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to give you our rapid review uh, from the Pacific Championships in week, what is it, three now? Uh, week three, we've obviously got the finals next week, which is going to be super exciting. Uh, we'll kick off with the Kangaroos and the Kiwis. We'll then get stuck into uh, the F- F- Fiji's big win over PNG. Uh, we tipped them to win on Bloke in a Bar the other day. I thought they'd win 1-12. to uh, I didn't see uh, the 13-plus victory coming. I didn't think it would be that much of a victory, but very impressive. And then, of course, course, we'll get into England's victory over Tonga in which they wrapped up that series as well. Uh, so three games to get stuck into there. Uh, obviously, I watched the Kangaroos game. I watched the Fiji PNG game. Uh, the other England Tonga game, I just watched the highlights of that one. So that one won't be as in-depth. Obviously, in the middle of the night, and I'm sort of trying to enjoy a little bit of off-season at the moment. But let's get stuck into the Kangaroos 36 over the Kiwis 18. Uh, a game that I really enjoyed. Obviously, the Kangaroos are are still missing a couple of troops. Tino and Payne Haas will come back into the side next week. And uh, you know what? I think that, you know, you would normally go, oh, those two come back in. That, that, that means that the Kangaroos will blow it away next week, uh, which, you know what, might be on the money, might be completely fair. But fuck, man, the, the way that, you know, James Fisher-Harris and those boys went about it this week uh, and the way that, you know, they got their pants pulled down, now they've got a bigger challenge next week. I don't know. I just feel like we're in for a close one. I feel like... You know, obviously, no game between the Kangaroos and the Kiwis is a dead rubber. It just doesn't exist. Uh, but I do think that we're going to go to another level next week. So I'm super, super excited for that. But this game, uh, I want to give James Fisher-Harris a shout-out, first of all. He is one scary MF. Uh, we're going to do a thing during the week, hopefully, myself and Matty the Waterboy, for Halloween, picking our scariest 13 of all time. And I'll tell you what, I think Fish would probably get into mine. Uh, he is just ferocious. And I love the way that he led the Kiwis. I know they didn't win the game, and I know a lot of people look 
look at scoreboards uh, and then say, oh, well, they didn't win, so that player did fuck all. I saw a lot of people say that about Spencer Lenu last week. Obviously, his team got beat 50-0, and apparently he did nothing. Um, tell me you know nothing about the game without telling me you know nothing about the game. Uh, but I thought that Fish was really, really strong in this game for the Kiwis. Uh, look, we'll get into some good performances. I thought Ruben Cotter, he got through a stack of work. Uh, 44 tackles in this game. He was popping up everywhere. Ruben, I thought he was unlucky. Uh, not to score a try at one point as well. Uh, Lindsay Collins, he was amazing, obviously. Scored two tries in the first half as a front row forward for the Kangaroos. Against the Kiwis, too. He's not playing against Russia or against a team they put 70 points on. Uh, very, very impressive. Obviously, his second try, a brilliant ball by Harry Grant, who was absolutely electric in this game. Uh, but his first try was one that stood out for me. The Kangaroos put a bomb over to the left side. If you actually go and watch it from the wide shot, Lindsay Collins is standing in front of the sticks, and he just never stops moving. This is what Billy Slater talks about when it comes to Lindsay Collins, that he just never stops moving his feet. And this try is a great example of it. It obviously comes to Hamiso. He comes off the left foot, sort of basketball pass. And he's, they're on the left-hand side of the left tram line. So you have a look at how many metres Lindsay Collins has actually covered whilst that ball was in the air. It really is incredible. In front of the sticks, it's about 30-odd metres that he's travelled. When the ball's, you know, in the air, it could bounce anyway. It could do anything. No one would expect him to be there. If you actually watch the footage, he sort of beats Munster in covering over there. So those instincts that Lindsay Collins has, just incredible. Managed to get the offload back from Hamiso, who scored a pretty special moment for Lindsay, scoring a double there. Speaking of special moments, Dylan Edwards scored his first try. Uh, big move by Hamiso. We'll talk about him very soon. Uh, but congratulations to Dylan Edwards. Sensational stuff. And obviously late in the game, Benny Hunt and Cam Murray, they both scored late. Benny Hunt out of dummy half, Cam Murray, scoring off a brilliant pass by Nico Hines. Great to see Nico Hines have his moment in the rep arena. I know they were up, and I know the game was done and dusted by that point, uh, but it was a really, really nice passage of play by Nico Hines. He looked really slick in the minutes that he played. Uh, we forgot Val Holmes. He scored the first try. I thought Val was fantastic in this game as well. Uh, obviously kicked. When he kicked five from six goals and a penalty goal, scored a try, was very, very effective, and I felt like uh, he made quite a few metres as well, Val Holmes. What did he run for? Um, no, actually, on the 88 run meters, it felt like he was everywhere, though. Bit of a quiet game for the outside backs, to be fair. Val Holmes, 88. Staggs, 108. Hamiso, 94. Dylan Edwards went for his 156. Teddy, the only one to break 200 there of the outside backs. Actually, the only one to break uh, the 200 mark of all the players in the side. Uh, Cam Murray, 146. Obviously, scored a try late, which sort of helped that out. Um, I thought Patrick Carrigan coming off the bench was fantastic. 166 run meters there. Obviously, we're hearing rumors. Um, uh, that the Brisbane Broncos could look to play him as a front row forward next year, and fuck me, he would be effective. I just love him uh, when he plays in that 13 role and he sort of moves the ball around a little bit. I thought it was pretty evident the Kiwis went after Tommy Flegler early. Uh, I thought he held his own. Uh, you could tell they really went after him. They kept him to just 76 metres, uh, but they were 76 tough metres. Uh, so it'll be interesting next week when the two big boys come back in. Uh, but look, a good all-round game by the Kangaroos, an impressive performance. A couple of boys making their debut, which was fantastic to see. See. I thought James Tedesco was really good. He's obviously been criticised pretty heavily this year, but I thought he had a really good game here. Ran for about 200-odd metres, a couple of tackle breaks, uh, set up a nice try early with a brilliant little kick. Something that we're starting to see a little bit more in James Tedesco's game the older he gets and the more he plays footy. So a good all-round game by Teddy. Uh, and, yeah, look, everyone did their role. Everyone was fantastic. I thought Hamiso, though, uh, I know Harry Grant got man of the match, or I believe Harry Grant got man of the match, and I understand that. He was just on, a, on, an, uh, on another level, Harry. When he came on the field, uh, he just he was just lighting it up. There was even times where 
It was just so evident that the Kangaroos hadn't won the tackle before. They were on the back foot, and somehow he just gets on the front foot, front foot in just a heartbeat. Uh, it's insane. And there was a couple of times where he earned his side a penalty just out of absolutely nothing. Had no right to do it whatsoever. But he really is a magician around the ruck there. I can't wait to watch his career play out. And at the moment, um, I think it's something we're going to talk about on Bloke in a Bar this week. So stay tuned for that. That'll be coming out the Savo. Uh, but I think it is something that you know is a really fair argument that this this Ben Hunt Harry. Grant, you know, 9-14 combo. It was a one-two punch. I think they are one of the greatest one-two punches we've ever seen. Like, obviously, we only see them in the rep arena, not at Clubland. Uh, but what they do in State of Origin and what they do for the Kangaroos here, it's like every single game that these two play, one of them is in the top three players on the field. Uh, and it's like they take turns doing it. It is very, very impressive. Whether it be State of Origin or the Kangaroos, uh, they've just blown it away. And it's it's one thing that just gives me so much confidence heading into next week when I compare the two sides. The Kiwis have obviously got Kieran Foran playing out of position and New Brown, granted, scored a try in this game. But just neither of them as a hooker is anywhere near the level of Harry Grant or Ben Hunt. So it's something that gives me a lot of confidence. So Harry Grant, he was tremendous. But for me, I thought the best player on the field was Hamiso. Uh, only ran for 94 metres. He isn't, you know, a tough carry merchant. Uh, but he had three line break assists. He had two try assists. He had four tackle breaks. He was electric. But for me, the big thing was 17 tackles, zero missed as per usual. Of those 17, I reckon they were one-on-one tackles with Joey Manu or one-on-one contest to start with with Joey Manu on about eight or nine occasions, and he handed himself in every single one of them. Joey Manu really had no answer for him. And this is Joey Manu, one of the best centers we've ever seen, one of the best centers I've ever seen without a doubt. I think Hamiso, he's really starting to jump up there as best centers in rugby league. I think based on what we've seen in the rep arena, he is the best center in rugby league. Uh, there is obviously the argument for Stephen Crichton, which is very, very strong. If you tell me Crit is better, I'm not going to push back on you at all. Um, I'm probably leaning towards Hamiso at the moment, uh, just based on what he's done in rep football, but you can't possibly argue with Critter. I, I don't think you could have these two out of your top three, is my sort of take on it. Uh, we'll talk about Hamiso very soon. I've got some interesting takes on him. Uh, a guy that I was sitting here looking at the Dolphin squad last year going, eh, is he going to be a good fullback? I don't know. Uh, he's one of the genuine superstars of our game. Uh, did I think he was a centre? No, I didn't. Uh, but since playing centre in the rep arena, I, I think he's been the best guy, and it's his defence that I absolutely love. We'll talk about it soon, though. Just some of the moments... Uh, that Hamiso found himself in. I'll talk about it more in detail a podcast later today. Uh, but there was a moment yesterday where Joey Manu actually got him on the back foot. He was corkscrewing. So when you're corkscrewing, it means you're running backwards. The old saying in rugby league, when you're defending, you never let your opposition see your number. And he was going backwards and he was facing the wrong way. And normally that means you're in all sorts. Honestly, I have never seen a guy look more comfortable being in the worst possible spot to defend. And because he's so quick and he's so confident in his ability, he just handled it perfectly. So some we'll talk about soon, but... Hamiso, I think that's now six rep games that he's played as a centre, and I don't think he's missed more than one tackle in each of them. So pretty damn incredible. Uh, As I said, guys, we will have a podcast coming on him a little bit later today, though, so stay tuned for that. When I have a look at the Kiwis side, uh, Mulatalo, he obviously scored a tremendous try. He got through a lot of work as well. Uh, I thought their back line did get through a lot of work. Mulatalo, 139. Timiko, 142. Joey Manu, he had 15 runs for 119 metres. Once again, full credit to Hamiso. It's not very often you see Manu. I know he still ran for 119 metres, but when you consider he had 15 runs, uh, for Joey Manu standards, that is pretty damn quiet. I'm just going to work out what that is. 
per run. Uh, it's under eight metres per run. So very, very impressive. He really locked him up in this game. Uh, Matty Timiko, 142 run metres. Jermaine Asako, 111. Uh, and both the halves, Dylan Brown and Jerome Hughes, had about 15 runs each for 100 metres. So uh, pretty impressive. I thought Kieran Foran, once again, at hooker was very good. Uh, New Brown came on and played a good role as well. Scored a nice little try late, a very New Brown try. Uh, we said at the start of this series that if he was going to be in the side, he's a real smoky guy to get on as far as an anytime try scorers in game because he loves to run. And my criticism with New Brown is that sometimes he's running at all the wrong moments. Uh, but I thought he picked his moment really well in this game. Uh, Britton Nicotter, he scored another try. Uh, he is the most underrated player in rugby league. He is unbelievable. And you know what? Maybe it's not fair to call him the most underrated because I think people are starting to appreciate just how good he is. Uh, but I've been so impressed with his performances for New Zealand and for the Sharkies this year. He has been fantastic. Joe Tabernay got through a lot of work, another 55 minutes. I'm expecting him to bump that up to like the 60 range next week. I think you'll see Liotta, Fish, and uh, Nelson and of course Joe Tapanay go really big next week. Obviously taking on the Kangaroos with those boys back in. That'll be a huge test. Uh, Leo Thompson, I thought he did alright too. Played 35 odd minutes. He had 28 tackles. Zero missed. He was strong through the middle. I love the role that he's playing in in the Harker uh, pre-game as well. You can just see how much all these guys respect him. He's a guy we've spoken about quite a bit this year. Uh, and yeah, Very, very excited about him. I think he's got a big future in our game. Dill Brown, once again, 19 tackles, zero missed. He is an absolute freak. We mentioned James Fisher-Harris. He made 42 tackles in this game. Britton Nicotter, 39. Joe Tappanay, 35. Leo Thompson, 28, as we said. So the boys got through plenty of work in this game. Mulatalo, just coming back to it again, the try that he scored, that was unbelievable. That was such a good grab. Uh, not many guys in our game could have done that. And for Mulatalo to do that just on the stroke of halftime, to sort of keep the Kiwis in it, by the way, it was only 18-12 at halftime. So this was a pretty close contest, but the Kangaroos late in the game, they did blow it away. Very, very interesting to see what happens when Payne Haas and Tino come back in next week. Uh, I think it's, you know, one of the strongest combinations of front row forwards as individuals you could possibly have. Going up against Fisher-Harris and Liotta, we know what they do on big stages. Next week is a big stage. Not for the Panthers, but for the Kiwis, and they will be ready to rock and roll next week. So I know a lot of people will say this week, because the big boys come back in, it'll they'll blow them, they'll beat them by even more. I'm telling you, don't rule these two boys from Penrith out. They will stand up in this game. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. Let's have a look at the other game, the Kummels. Defeated by Fiji, 43 points to 16. Fiji was sitting at about $3.50 in the betting market. We actually didn't manage to get a preview out, so I apologise to you guys out there, but we did tip them on bloke in a bar this week to win. I thought they'd win 1-12, to to be honest with you, uh, but they did really blow them out. And it was interesting. When AJ scored in the second minute, I sort of thought, oh, my God, this could get ugly early. They were really coming out there and belting and bashing them. Uh, was not looking great to start for Fiji, uh, but then they really turned it. I thought Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Donohoe... He was fantastic. Uh, obviously scored two tries, hand-to-hand in a few others. Very good. Obviously a nine from the Dolphins. Uh, but was, was playing 5-8 for Fiji and did really well for himself. How good was it to see Tui Kamakamitha uh, score a try as well? You love to see that, the skipper. Uh, keep in mind, Matty the Waterboy, last week, his anytime try scorer that he took was James Fisher-Harris. This week, it was Tui Kamakamitha. So two front row forwards in two weeks at big value there. Uh, Mike Acevo scored a couple of tries in the second half. Uh, 
one was obviously an intercept that he took all the way to the house. And then uh, the, the fellow that scored the last try, Jason uh, Caracuane. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Apologies if I am not. But Jeezy showed some nice feet to score his try as well. That came in about the 65th minute. And, uh, yeah, look, uh, honestly, at halftime, this game was just about done. Brandon Wakeham, he hit a field goal at halftime, which got him out to a 15-point lead. Bit of a weird lead in rugby league. Uh, but then in the second half, uh, Fiji, they came out strong, obviously. Sevo uh, scored two tries, and then Navale scored as well. A really nice run there to get under the stick. So Fiji, simply too strong. Another really nice reminder of how important it is for these guys to have a few weeks together. Fiji played their first game. They were far from impressive. PNG obviously looked very good in their game. But then, you know, Fiji got to spend a couple of weeks together. They Start to get used to each other finally. And then you start to see some real good footy there. Unbelievable that Buller didn't manage to score a try. I thought he was tremendous. Uh, I took him as an anytime try scorer, and he would have been my tip to you guys. He was everywhere. He just managed, he just didn't manage to get across the line. I thought he was going to on a few occasions, uh, but he was very, very good. It says here one try assist on his stat sheet. Oh, fuck it. He, he must have had a hand in a lot of them because he seemed to be everywhere. Four tackle breaks. He was very, very good. Buller. I thought Sivo was very strong. Obviously, scored the two tries. Ren for a lot of meters. He was strong. Wonga Blake still has a lot of errors in his game. He's so frustrating to watch sometimes, Wonga. You can see the ability. Ravalawa, he played center. His coach, Shane Flanagan, was actually commentating this one, so he got to have a look at Ravalawa in a different position. I thought Wakeham controlled the game pretty well, uh, to his credit. I know a lot of people aren't huge Wakeham fans, and I get that, uh, but I, I thought he was pretty good in this game, to be completely honest with you, and full credit to Brandon Wakeham. Uh, say what you will. He's a tough little bugger. 26 tackles he made in this game. Zero miss. That was the same as to Kamen Kamitha, their captain and front row forward. So, credit to Brandon Wakeham. I thought he was really good. And look, a good all-round performance from Fiji. Still had a lot of errors in their game, to be fair. And unfortunately, it came from a lot of first graders. Wonga Blake made four errors. It was just getting a little bit ridiculous. One of them was a poor pass, to be fair, but I thought it was a pretty lazy attempt to take it. And Tane Milne came up with a few errors as well, which he really needs to cut out of his game, because Tane could be so fucking talented, it's not even funny, but he just needs to get that stuff out of his game. Uh, for PNG... <coughs> I thought that the center, uh, Benji Cott, he obviously scored the try late, but I thought he had some really good hit-ups throughout this game. 13 runs for 126 meters, 47 post-contact meters. He was very good, Robert Derby, again, always strong. Alex Johnson, two line break assists, one line break, one try assist. Not bad stats uh, in a team that got well and truly done and dusted. Uh, Lockie Lamb obviously set up the first try, and I thought, oh, fuck, here we go. They're going to run all over them, uh, but obviously did not play out that way. Thought it was great to see Reese Martin back again. He might have lost a yard of pace over the last few years, uh, but if I was an NRL side, I'd still be willing to give him a shot and bring him back. Jack DeBellin had a number of nice handles as well, 63-odd minutes there. Fort JDB got through a lot of work and was very, very solid in this performance. Uh, what did he get through? 29 tackles. Had about 100 run meters. He was good. Reese Martin, 32 tackles. He got through. Uh, I love the hooker. Uh, Ipape, he's very, very talented. Didn't get all that many opportunities today, uh, but sort of took the ones he did. I thought uh, he's obviously been around for a while too, but Wellington Albert, he was good. And the 10, uh, Valentine Richard. I think played 38 minutes, but I thought he was really strong in contact as well. Did some really, really nice things. So a pretty disappointing day for PNG. Uh, they would have been expecting better there 
There is no doubt about that. Uh, but Fiji were on today. They were very, very impressive, and you've got to give full credit to them. Uh, when you have a look at the games for next week, have they been updated yet? Uh, so I think the Kangaroos, they will be playing uh, 3 p.m. Uh, 3 p.m. Sydney time on Saturday. And then the other game will be 4 p.m. Sunday time over there, coming here from Port Moresby, which I assume although the two games that were played this weekend will be the same as next weekend. So good to see how teams bounce back, who can continue their form, etc., etc. Uh, let's have a look at... The last game of the week, which was, of course, England and Tonga. I did not get to watch this one live, guys, so I'm only sort of going off the highlights. Uh, but I had a quick look at it, and there was a number of things that sort of stood out to me. Um, I thought that their first try, really nice hands. The halfback looks handy to me. Harry Smith, as I tell you guys, I don't watch a heap of the Super League. I don't pretend to. I think it would be a bit of a cop-out if I pretended like I did and I gave you analysis and all this bullshit on something that I don't watch. Uh, so hopefully you English Super League fans out there, you've managed to find some Someone that is a good content creator that can deliver all that sort of stuff for you. But I thought Harry Smith was really good. I thought the thing that stood out to me. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. With this English side was that they played to the conditions. Their kicking game and whatnot, even just from the highlights, you could see um, that they were playing to the conditions a lot better than Tonga, which does make sense. Obviously, the English side over there, they're used to playing in those conditions. Tongan guys that are playing over here in Australia, not so much. You don't get as many opportunities to play in those conditions. And this is where halves really become key. From what I saw, I thought Isaiah Cartel was good, but it's that experience uh, that he needs, which is why I would have liked to have seen them go with the young guys and get some experience under their belt. <clears throat> Uh, the perfect kick for the second try, playing to the conditions. Yeah, Matty Ashton, he obviously scored a try, the 5-8. I don't know his name. I can't forget it. Apologies to you English fans. Uh, but I thought it was a brilliant kick to the, to the corner, once again, playing to the conditions. Look, it was only 12-0 at halftime. Tonga were well and truly in this. Um, and I think they won the second half, essentially. Uh, but they just weren't good enough. I thought the try that they did score through Cola. Some brilliant ball playing there from uh, Will Hopawade. was very, very nice. We talk about playing before the line, playing after the line, um, and playing through the line which is what he did there. He dummied, let the winger shoot up and threw a nice little tunnel ball to hit Kohler. He just got it down. I, I thought he was going to go out for a split second there, but he managed to get the ball down there. Uh, I thought Isaiah Cartoa, he broke them open at one point. He looked good as well. So uh, disappointing for Tonga to lose those first two games. We've got a dead rubber over there heading into the third game. And this is where now the, the, this competition is over. The Tonga, they cannot win it. Let's blood some young guys. Let's give some guys some opportunities, get them a little bit of experience. That's how I would have gone from the very first game of this competition. They have gone in a, in a different direction, which full credit to them. They know better than me, but I would love to see some of the young guys get an opportunity now and see what they can do. Guys, that's our rapid review for uh, the Pacific Championships, all, all the internationals for finals week three. Plenty of content coming your way this afternoon on Bloke in a Bar. Mom? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.